Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another More Than Mom edition of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. I'm excited about this topic. I love these More Than Moms, and we need to make sure that everyone understands that this is a sort of bonus episode um, for people who already like us. Yes, (laughs) when you're in. If you are new, I would highly recommend um, listening to one of our numbered episodes. Those come out on Tuesdays and they're typically, I don't know, a little more organized, longer, more research, not researched exactly, but there's just going to be some usable tips and advice in them. And these are just pure, silly fun. And usually we don't even talk about our kids or parenting at all. You wouldn't even know that we are moms. No. Well, I don't know. I I think it tends to kind of creep in. Um, but out. yeah, <laughs> secrets out. We're moms. Um, and today we're talking about guilty pleasures. I love this topic because I love music. I love books. I love movies. I like TV. Um, and I know that there's this sort of trend toward naming some of those or like labeling some of your, the things that you love as a guilty pleasure, which I take a little issue with because yeah, I feel like any pleasure is good. And, and especially if it's, you know, good media or even bad media, it's yeah. okay. And who's to say what a good song is and what's not, but it's still kind of fun to dig into those things that maybe, you know, maybe wouldn't be the, the book title we'd put as our, our like Instagram profile yeah, or something like that. <laughs> so the ones we're a little less public about. Exactly. Exactly. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. 
She heated it up for lunch one day and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say what a parenting win. (laughs) And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code momhour5050 at factormeals.com slash momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product. Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from Our Place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Right. Okay, we're jumping into this very fluffy episode, yes. more than mom episode. Okay, you so are driving the bus before. Well, we're gonna go back and forth and ask each other some questions, which I will admit right now that I came up with all these questions because Sarah thinks she's terrible at coming up with questions like these. So, or do you think you're terrible at answering questions like these? <laughs> I am. I get really self conscious about pop culture questions, and uh, I think it's like okay. a history of feeling really out of. T- tune with pop culture and so I'm just always afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing and I have a terrible memory I have total amnesia for books I've read and movies I've watched so whenever anyone asks me questions I draw a complete blank but that's okay well I'm going let me so let me also just reassure you by saying that I am also sometimes uncomfortable with, with these discussions because I have a very pedestrian love. Well, I have a love for very pedestrian pop culture. Let's just put it that way. That's okay. And so, no, it is. That's the whole idea of guilty pleasures, right? But sometimes around certain people, it's almost like, is it okay to say like, I really love that White Snake song or whatever it is. So um, I'm going to set the stage by asking kind of a general question. And this, I'm I'm really curious how you're going to answer this. I'm going to let you answer first. If someone asks you to name your favorite book, movie, or song, how do you feel about that? Like, are you able to do that? Not really. There's a couple, you know, I felt like until I was about 20, I could. I felt like um, I kind of had my my answers for that. And I felt like at the time I felt like they were, you know, intellectual and intelligent enough, but they were true. Also, they were really my favorite. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is a few good men, which is an Aaron Sorkin movie with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. It's well known, but I know it better than anybody. And like, that would have been my answer until I was 
you know, came out in the early 90s. Like for another 10 years, that would have been my answer. I, you know, I probably would have said To Kill a Mockingbird for my favorite book. The problem is those that was 20 years ago. And yeah. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like those are good answers anymore, even if I do love the movie A Few Good Men. Yeah. And I love To Kill a Mockingbird. I just kind of lapsed out of having a quote unquote favorite. So I haven't updated my favorites. So it's funny. Yeah. I can tell you what they were when I was a young adult. Um, but I don't know that I could tell you what they are now. Uh, well, I, I really hate that question. And okay. it's one that I think is a little overused. Um, yeah. people ask it. I think it's one of those like filler questions yeah. or like a kind of a getting to know you thing. I find it to be a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, and it's almost like there could be a wrong answer. Well, and also for me, it's like, what if I leave something out? Like, do I have to pick a favorite? What What about the context? Like, is it my favorite book to read when I'm feeling nostalgic or my favorite book to read when I'm feeling thinky or yeah. my favorite book to read when I'm laying on the beach? Like to yeah. me, the context matters. Um, same with movie and same with music. And I have to share this story really quick. A long time ago, to your point about wrong answer, a long time ago, um, you know, 20 years ish, give or take. Um. I was on a date with someone and he asked what my favorite movie was. Okay. And you know, he was also young. Right. So keep in mind, I was not, you know, I wasn't like 19 dating a 35 year old or something. And I said the three amigos. Okay. And he said, Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> so you can see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like an idiot. Yeah. But at the time it was complete. It was either going to be like that or maybe like Billy Madison. At the yeah. time I had probably watched the three amigos a hundred times. I loved it. I thought it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen to this day. I still love that movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite anymore, but like seen it. I can't, it's Steve Martin, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Martin Short. I mean, I couldn't tell you what my new favorite would be to replace it because I've never loved a movie in the same way again. Yes. I've loved movies in different ways with equal, you know, ardor. Right. But anyway, I felt like an idiot. And I also felt like he lied. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. I didn't feel like that was possibly his favorite movie. There's definitely now, some posing that can happen <laughs> exactly, with those exactly. questions. So I'm just glad we got that out of the way because I, I find those questions impossible to answer. And it's not because I can't commit or it's not because it's it's like asking me which of my children is my favorite. Right. Yeah. Which asks me and, you know, depends on the day. Right. My mood and the context. Yeah. So, so there you go. Okay. So right. I'm going to ask you a question now because okay. I couldn't have it. I didn't have an answer for this when you put it in our outline, but maybe I'll okay. think of one. So speaking of guilty pleasures, what totally trashy book could you read again and again and again? And do you read books over and over again? I used to, but I, I do. don't anymore. Um, okay. So when I read books over and over again now, it tends to be like childhood books. I'll yeah. go back and reread the books I grew up with, there's something very comforting about uh -huh. that to me. But if we're talking trashy, I have to admit that it's probably like the VC Andrews Ooh, series yeah, because they're so trashy yeah, and they're so disturbing. They are like, so weird. I, no, I have not done a reread since I think I was in seventh grade when I read those. Yeah. And I haven't read them since. So but there's something about that seventh or eighth grade time period. Yeah. That it's like the I like the themes in those books, Flowers in the Attic yep. series, and yep. then it goes on and on and on. There's petals on the wind. Oh, that was in the Flowers in the Attic series. But yeah. she had like, well, and VC, the real VC Andrews died at some point, and her family picked it up and started okay. writing under her name. So all the books about incest going after Ford after that were all written by other people. 
which is interesting. Um, but there's just some themes that are super disturbing. But at, when you're seventh grade, it's yeah. like super titillating, right? Right. When, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's almost like the real world has opened up to you. So you want as much shocking information right. as possible. So I feel like I could go, I mean, I haven't read those books in, in years. I, my aunt had a, um, calling out my aunt on the podcast, but she had like a box set of one of the later ones uh -huh. that I probably read in the 90s, like in the late 90s. Right. So maybe like around, you know, when I was a young adult. But the reason I would go back and read those again and again and again is I think there would be this like mix of um, kind of like going back to that time of my life when everything was so shocking. But also, I just think it would be hilarious to go back and read them again now right. and be like, what on earth? <laughs> what is going what on is here? even happening? Um, my mom actually called when I was in eighth grade, my mom called the librarians and told them to stop letting me read that book because she would oh, not let me check it out. So I had a block on my account. I couldn't check them out anymore. That's any so of them. funny. So I would go stand in the stacks and read them <laughs> and like move around the library to stay away from the librarians. And they finally busted me. Which That's is really funny. Kind of I funny wonder, now that I look back okay, at it. This is a total side story, but I work <laughs> in our school library and I only know of one kid and that's younger. This is elementary school. Um, but I only know of one kid whose mom asked that we not let her check out. I think it was the ever after series. And okay. I don't know if it's just, she's not quite old enough or it's just getting repetitive. First of all, no yeah. judgment against that mom. Cause totally like you get to have your reasons, but I I'm curious like how common that is to yeah. go right to the library. And we totally well, respect it. It's a little note yeah. right under her barcode. And we're like, yep, none of that nope. for you. Well, and you know, when I was a kid in seventh grade, I remember, and I was a very young seventh grader. I was only 11. So I was like kind of in over my head when yeah. I got into junior high and started reading from the junior yeah. high school library. Yeah. There were there were certainly things being discussed in these books that I had never encountered before in um, literature. And I remember in one particular case, remember those books from like your your reference would be a little later than mine, but like the really cheesy covers. And it would be like a girl like looking pensively out the window or like. And then yeah, the where they were like would, at boarding school or summer camp. Kind yeah, of? Like, or whatever. Yeah. It would be like about their high school experience or whatever. And there would be like, so I'm just talking about books in general yeah. from that time. Um, and there would be like the title would be like Risky Choices or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. And I checked one out and wow, let me tell you, it was an eye opening experience. <laughs> Um, that such things were going on, not with me, but yeah. like kids like a little bit older than me. So um, I read a lot of really dirty books, but like, yeah, really the V.C. Andrews ones. I don't blame my mom. Those really pushed it into a totally different and very sick yes. direction. But I'd still read them again. I love and that they re-released them. And now the title, the covers make them look like a romance. Like they're not, okay. they're supposed to be like thrillers. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Like creepy. Yeah. Like creepy, like sexy, but creepy yeah. thrillers. Now the the covers have gotten like kind of soft and it shows like the brother and sister looking like it's just oh, too much. It's it really, is. really weird. Um. So, okay. So you asked me that question and yeah, I do don't you have an answer. I don't think so, but I enjoyed yours. Okay, good. I talked for long enough so we can move on. Okay. <laughs> So, all right, here's one for you. And I'll have an answer for this one. Too. Okay. But um, you're at the grocery store. A song comes on the radio. Unable to help yourself, you burst into song or at least hum under your breath. And I mean, like, you can't help yourself. This is like a compulsive thing. What song is it that makes you do that? Um, so I have one favorite song that would fall into that category. And that is Son of a Preacher Man, the the Dusty Springfield version. Yes. It's just kind of like my happy song. I, I will sing it and dance to it wherever it comes on. And it doesn't come on very often at like grocery store type places. So it makes me really happy when it does. Okay. Um, I would also say eternal flame by the bangles. 
Um, and almost any Madonna. That's a great one. Like Eternal Flame is a great song. It's a great song. Um, but any Madonna, I'm trying to think of what album it would be, but like any mid to late eighties Madonna song. I'm, so like uh was True Blue no, like album? Before that. Before that. Like, okay. Like well, and I might be see this is where like my um amnesia as well as lack of pop culture knowledge but like you know like a prayer uh I mean, oh, yeah, that like was a, a little later like, like a virgin right oh like a virgin was like 83 yeah okay so it was early and then like a prayer was like 90 okay so anywhere in between there anywhere in say. between that was her like that was her prime hey, time hey. like la isla bonita remember that song yeah i don't and, love that song yeah. but i know i know it well, i do i like it <laughs> and i still i found out the hard way i know all the words well, i don't know there's not really any hard way to find that out but I didn't remember knowing all the words and it came on one day, probably at the grocery store and I sang along with it and Papa don't preach. Papa don't preach. Yep. That's all that middle. Yeah. Like mid to late eighties. So that would just be like kind of like bopping along. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So mine is um, probably Africa by Toto. Okay. I find it impossible not to sing along with that song. Like it literally impossible. I can't help it. And um, that one and in the air tonight by Phil Collins. Wait, what's and um, that go? That's the one with the great drum solo. Okay, so um, you have to sing it. I mean, I know okay. some I'm Phil trying Collins to from remember that how to get to the part. Period. It's all been a pack of lies. Da 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 da. Bump bump. I can hear it coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, okay. Yep, there you go. So um, there's that like epic drum solo, right? I don't know, like in this probably the the last third okay. of the song, and there's also an epic drum solo in africa at okay. some point um or maybe it's just, just drums all maybe the time you, I, like we're should have married a drummer or something well you know what's funny is owen told me that he doesn't like riding in the car with me when there are songs with drums because i take my hands off the wheel too much oh my gosh and it makes him really nervous he'll sit in the back and be like mom that's not safe mom what are you doing stop it hands so now i wheel. try to i hang on with one hand and i beat on the wheel with the other hand but i love it I make him uncomfortable. Sorry about that, Owen. Sorry, Owen. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day, and it could seriously use a refresh. But you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code themomhour 15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. 
And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. I do feel that <laughs> grocery stores often have a very satisfying cheese ball factor to their yeah. playlist. And it's like, you don't have to claim liking the music because you're just at the grocery store, but really you right. do. And I miss that because I think it's mostly at big box grocery stores. Like for us, that would be like Bonds or Ralph's or Safeway yeah. or whatever. And I don't think Trader Joe's has that going on. But. There's like that whole like, well, and it's changing a little bit too, or maybe depends on the store that you're at. But like my local grocery store in town has a much more updated, it almost sounds like the radio station that I'm on. So mm-hmm. It's like very top 40. Um, and I don't like that. I already hear that in the car. Yeah. What I want to hear in the grocery store is like like that John Waite song, Missing You from the 80s. Like I want to hear that at the yeah. grocery store because I'm not going to hear that in any other context. Like I want it to be that station they play at work because everyone likes it. Yeah. Those stations, yeah. you know, positive hits. Well, and it's almost from the 80s, now 90s becoming, and today. Yeah. Like the early <laughs> 2000s are now 20 years ago. So like I'm thinking of like vintage Britney Spears and like right. NSYNC. Like I could definitely along to some of those too yeah when they come yeah on. okay uh next question for you if okay. an artsy intellectual new acquaintance asked your favorite movie which one would you mentally pass over before choosing something less embarrassing well i can tell you what the three amigos would not be on yeah, the that top would, of you my tried list that once. anymore tried that that did not go over well um gosh i have to say almost every movie i loved up until i was probably in my 30s was some dumb comedy like dumb and dumber i love dumb and dumber that's like my top 10 movies of all time so we're this um yeah dumb and dumber i really did love uh like tommy boy i loved all the snl care like all the snl stars movies from the 80s all the chevy chase all the steve martin Mm -hmm. all those um from the 80s uh have you ever seen the movie clifford sorry martin short no, I don't think so. I, I was thinking of one of the old Steve Martin ones, but no, I don't think I've seen Clifford. So Clifford is a, it's a Martin short movie and he plays a 10 year old boy, but he's like 40 okay. in the movie, which is weird enough. Um, but it is hilarious and it's so quotable. There's so many quotables in that movie and like things that my family will like, will be like, look at me like a human boy. And nobody knows what we're talking about except the people who've seen that movie. So, um, but let me say this though. I think nowadays, if an artsy intellectual new acquaintance asked my favorite movie, maybe I wouldn't pass those over. I would just own it. Yeah. And see if they agree. Because, I mean, even artsy intellectual people like dumb because some of that humor was so dumb, it was smart. And that's what's yeah, and brilliant about it. there's a reason it. why that stuff has stood the test of time. I mean, yeah. that's why there's really no point in judging. 
Like there's really no right answer to that question. So right. yeah, I'm not sure what I would mentally pass over, but a, a few more movies that come to mind for me is Almost Famous is one of my favorite movies oh, yeah. of all time. I don't think that's, I don't think that's that embarrassing. I mean, that's a, no, really I don't think it's embarrassing at all. That was a legit movie. Maybe it was embarrassing how try much harder. I really loved it. <laughs> yeah. I okay. really, really love that movie. Um, I love Father of the Bride. Love oh, I love Father of the Bride. Wasn't that, didn't that take place like someplace around your... I think it, no, in Pasadena, when we were in Pasadena, I'm pretty sure that oh, house, when we were yes. at the conference, um, That's right. someone said that that house was nearby. I always thought it was filmed in LA somewhere. I mean, Pasadena is LA area, but um, yeah, that is a great, just, just sweet movie and yeah. I don't know. Um, it is a sweet movie and it's funny, but like not too funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like just the part a, when a, Steve Martin is like removing the superfluous buns. Right. It's a great cast. In the grocery store and he's having his like breakdown. Yeah. Yes. And then Martin Short as again, Martin Short, he's yes. making a return appearance um, yes. as the wedding planner. Yes. Yeah. Um, good movie. I think any movie like that, that sort of takes place in a, like a bougie, like aspirational big house. Yes. Like there's Which something so like, many from that era guilty did. about that. Like home alone even. I mean, anything with like the wealthy family in the big house. And then like the house is so pretty. I look at the house half the time and the outfits and like, I don't know. That's, that's the guilty pleasure part. In fact, let me tell you a guilty pleasure TV show that I have right now, that this is actually embarrassing. I think is Grace and Frankie with Jane. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's not, it's, it's not embarrassing because a ton of people are watching that show. I think it's embarrassing because it is only, I think a pretty mediocre TV show compared to the other TV shows that I watch. But it's totally a guilty pleasure because it's just like, it's just good enough. And I can yeah, watch like good enough. six episodes in a row and the houses yeah. are so beautiful. And the acting is really funny. Not just the four older adults that play the older characters, but also the people who are like our age, like they're grown kids. The acting is funny, but it's not, it's solidly mediocre and I love yeah. it very much. That's so funny. There's so much TV like that. And then yeah. it's like, when do you decide to commit? to something that's that's like it's like brain candy yes. in a way yeah it is yeah. and usually I mean you know we've talked a lot about tv and I usually actually go a little more I don't know not highbrow but like critically acclaimed challenging yeah, yeah because I am a big tv buff so I have everything at my fingertips I have HBO I have Netflix I have all the things um and and that's what Brian and I like to do together so for me to have this little side guilty pleasure when I'm when he's out of town and just watch yeah. like binge for Grace and Frankie's it's good. You know you who I feel it. like is in mo- like the movie equivalent of those kinds um, is Diane Keaton. Yeah. I feel like she ends up in a lot of movies that are good, but like, like the ones she was in with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, and her, her kitchen in that. Yeah. The house is beautiful. The, ha- the house same, is gorgeous. The one with Meryl Streep and that one takes place in Santa Barbara and I'm going to forget which one it is. There's another beautiful house in that one. It's yeah. Another one where they're like divorced and whatever. Um, there's another, there's a movie coming out called book club with the four older actresses. And I, think, I think that might be out. Is it out already? I yeah. think it's been anyway, out for a bit I think and I'm it was really into, funny, but like a little I'm raunchy. septuagenarian humor. I, <laughs> now that is a grandiose statement. I love it. Like, why do I like movies and shows that are like my parents age? Characters? Because it's aspirational. Cause you're looking forward to that being your, not only your life, but I mean, you know, I don't your know. house. That's weird. Okay, I think it's your turn to ask me a question. Okay. Um, okay, so here, and I'm going to include TV in this, too. Yeah. Um, have you ever lied about a favorite book, TV show, movie, or song for fear of embarrassment or judgment? Well, first of all, yes, because I just have, tend to have Because you just did five minutes and, ago? Yeah. 
<laughs> but I will give you one specific story from junior high. And that okay. is that everyone was listening to 97.5. I don't remember the call letters on it, but the alternative, it was, you know, pre Green Day, like Nirvana, like it was like yeah. grunge alternative, early 90s. And I didn't like it. And I tried to like it. I would go home to my little, you know, boom box and like have it on. And I would end up changing the channel to like the radio station my mom listened to or just nothing or or show tunes or like anything else. And I really tried so hard to like it. But radio station culture was big. Like everyone talked yeah. about like the DJs and the morning show. And I just constantly lied for like years that I was listening to that radio station. I just couldn't do it. I just didn't like it. That's but. funny. Um. I don't remember ever lying about it, although I probably did at some point, but I never liked grunge ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. I didn't like Pearl Jam. I do like Pearl Jam now. Like, I really appreciate yeah, them. I like a but like, Pearl Jam. I never liked Nirvana. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like that whole genre of music. So when grunge got really big, I switched to country. Yeah. And I listened I to country music for like six years because at that time, country was the exact opposite. It was like a little, it was pretty, it was still pretty corny. Yeah, um, it was clean. squeaky clean, all about values and uphold, you know, like yeah. upright citizens and like um, cheerful yeah. and like the, the lyrics were super clever. Yeah. And that was right around the time that, well, I know Nirvana was earlier, but like by the time I was just well and fed up because first you had Nirvana, but you still had like you still had some old old school, early 90s hip hop and and also um Hair metal was still phasing out yeah. in the early '90s, so there was there was like a buffer. There was like yeah. a two or three year buffer. But I started listening to country when Garth was on the rise, Trisha Yearwood, mm-hmm. Shania was kind of stepping into the yeah. scene. So there were all these new, like very palatable, like pop crossovers. Right. Although they didn't cross over all the way yet, they had like enough of a pop sound that it wasn't too foreign to my ear. And I went in hard for country until like probably 2001 or 2002. Yeah. And we, I think we've talked about our country phases and mine was so different because, um, my parents had listened to like seventies country, sixties and seventies country in home, in the home. And I, so I associated it with like the dorkiest thing that you would never want to be associated with. And I didn't, I don't remember a country station that was putting on those newer artists. And so country to me would have been as, as embarrassing as not listening to the regular radio. And I didn't get into it until I was like later in college when the Dixie chicks were out. And then I realized I've always liked country music. I just didn't know a way to listen to it and not be like super self-conscious. Well, you have to, you have to remember as well that I, I think we were living in very different. I was living in a very small rural town. Yeah. You had more rural where there was more. was okay. Yeah. (laughs) Like a, okay. Um, and what's kind of funny for me is I stopped listening to country when the Dixie chicks had their big moment where they like basically kind of got run out on a rail, they made some political. Yeah. Well, they made some political statements yeah. and their careers were kind of done for a while. And then I kind of lost interest because I was so into the Dixie chicks that not having them part of that scene. And then Garth did that thing where he took all his music to Walmart and that's yeah. the only place you could get yes. it. And Gar- and by the way, Garth is going to tour. Oh like, yeah. Starting soon again. I've is never he, seen him and I really Spotify? want to. I don't think he still is not on Spotify. I think he got on Spotify. I think you can stream his music now. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's on Spotify, but I'm not hundred percent sure about that. Um, but the Dixie Chicks started touring again, which is exciting. And I've, I've sort of dabbled again in country music, although like I'm not all the way back in yeah. by any means. Um, 
I I've started to pay attention to a few artists and like there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, I so, agree. I can always yeah. get behind country. I just like you. I go in and out of phases where I'm paying attention. There was one um, solid oh, sorry, phase of driving yeah. a lot in Chicago where I listened to the country station there for a long. Time. And I will tell you right now, I just looked on Spotify and Garth does not have many songs in there. None yeah, his, I didn't. None think, of the hits. I didn't think so because my mom loves Garth and I always try to get playlists and then I'm like, God, why is this like a yeah. knockoff version of something? <laughs> I know it's somebody like looks like someone's singing it in their you know in their home studio yeah, trying to pass themselves off it, yeah it's not good um did we get through oh I, no we have one, one left more. one left for okay. both of us okay so it's three o'clock on a rainy saturday your house is empty and you are forced or you get to watch a movie by yourself what <laughs> okay. is it okay so i would say if it's one of those days where i'm just like aimlessly flipping and have to pick something it would probably be Bridget, uh, Bridget Jones' Diary. I love that movie. I can always return to that movie. I always think it's funny. It's kind of, you don't have to think too hard about it. It's, you also get some British Renee countryside. That is like, that is. High moment, yeah. Yeah, and that came out when I lived in England, and so the soundtrack is, uh, like, burned. I had the soundtrack, like, yeah. That yeah. is a great movie. I would have forgotten, but that is an, a fantastic movie. Um, can I what? throw out one other one? Yeah. If it was today. I would watch Beaches. I love that movie. That was one of but my But I haven't seen it in a long time, and I'm just in the mood right now to watch Beaches, like light this Don't minute. you feel like as an adult that would be so sad? I don't think the sadness. It would be terrible. It would be so sad. I watched it as a kid. I know. Lot. Or Steel Magnolias. That's another one I watched a lot as a kid. Uh, I can't watch that movie. I can never watch that movie it's, again. It, I no, think. I don't think I would ever. And I would. I saw, I saw the funeral part. Yeah. Like just flipping stations a little while ago. And I saw that and I was like, nope. I just no one is scrolling better. on by. No one is better than Sally Field at those types no. of scenes. I mean, I, I have that. That scene is like burned into my memory. Um, okay. So the one that came to mind for me is more like warm fuzzies. And that is the Susan Sarandon Little Women. That just oh, seemed, I yeah. love that movie so much. And it's got yeah. great costumes and great you know, period piece elements. Um, the acting is great, I think. And yes, I agree. It is. I think we've talked about how it's like a Christmas movie, but it's not. But like it's it, not. You could watch it whenever. You can watch it whenever, but it reminds me of Christmas. Yeah. Because there's Christmas scenes in it. But I don't, I'm sure there's others, but that is the first one that came to mind. I well, there you it. go. Then that's I think it. every Christmas I want to watch it and no one will. So. <laughs> I'll watch it with you. Yes. Next Christmas, we can just both sit at our houses and watch it and, and comment over it. We can start yeah. exactly the same time. And then we'll do a podcast about it. Yeah, sounds um, fun. Okay, I would love to hear from listeners about more than mom topics. We've been doing this now. I want to say we have eight or ten of them. You guys kind of get the vibe of what we're doing here, um, which is eh. which is <laughs> questionably valuable to the podcastosphere. Um, but I would love to hear from you guys. Somebody commented on Instagram that these are growing on her, and I thought that yeah, was I very saw that. I thought that was very like honest. Um, like yeah, it's it's growing on me. Not it's sure. like it's like making a like a negative comment. It was like a, a compliment sandwich. Yeah, I I actually took it as a compliment because first of all, we've said yeah. from the beginning like you guys don't have to listen to these. If you want right. the parenting stuff, come to us on Tuesdays. We totally respect that not everyone's going to be into the extras. Yeah. So I did take it as a compliment, like that I she even too. gave it a yeah. try. <laughs> so anyway, email. Us, Thank guys. you. For sticking with us long enough for us to grow on you. Sometimes exactly. it has to be like that. Um, hello at themomhour.com and tell us what kind of more than mom topics you'd like to see because we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep doing these. Um, we are, whether you like it or not. And with that, we will be back in your ears on Tuesday with another new regular episode. This is fun. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. 
Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hi everyone, Megan here. Sarah and I would absolutely love it if you would hit pause right now, like right where you're listening, and leave the Mom Hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, this is one of the biggest ways you can thank us, and it really only takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening to Apple Podcasts, you can navigate to the Mom Hour's show listing. So when you're in the episode you're listening to right now, click where it says the Mom Hour just above the play button, and then scroll all the way to the bottom, and you will see the ratings and reviews. We would love if you would leave us one as well. Thank you so much for listening.